Hello guys, welcome back to our very first podcast. My name is Abraham Velasco. Her name is Ariane Gomez. The one and only. So guys, we wanted to talk to you about an epidemic in our nation, in the whole world actually, called obesity. Okay. Now, we've done research over this for the past weeks, and we would like to share what we found. According to the public health article on adult obesity rates rise in six days exceeding seven, published by Tanya Albert Henry, a contributing news writer in the American Medical Association, states that adults demographics matter as well as environment so adults in rural areas are more likely to have obesity than those in metro areas so 40 34.2 percent versus 28.7 percent well i think that kind of makes sense because in rural areas you know you would see more like a countryside kind of environment so i think people in that environment in my in my brain, they won't really pay attention to their calories as much as people in metro areas, since like you know you eat like your burger, your fries, you okay. eat your burger, your fries, so it will basically be more calories than those in metro areas. Which in turn, there'll be though also there can also be places like restaurants close to each other you could just walk to, which you know you get some exercise off that fast food. Fast, fast food. Well, that takes in turn. Yeah. You know. But at least fast food, it shows what calories cost what. In terms that I would see more more homemade meals in rural areas. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Also, in the same article, it stated that obesity rates are higher in Latinos by 47% and Blacks by 46.8% than among other races, such as whites. So why do you think this would occur? I think the culture has a lot. The food culture especially has a lot to play in it because... Mm-hmm. Latinos, that's they just be eating like carbs and carbs and carbs, carbs with everything that's and true, stuff that's like true. that. Yeah, definitely. That's a good observation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we could say the same for African Americans or Africans, even though we're fried not foods. fried foods. I mean, that's a stereotype, but like, <laughs> it's okay. You know, we we all understand. Yeah. Okay, so. Now we would like to examine the statistics between adults and children suffering from obesity. So, I found a very interesting fact that adults, this kind of makes sense, but adults have higher, adults have show a higher number of increasing obesity rates than children. Now, when I first read this, I thought it was because, it was pretty obvious to me, because when if you're children, your parents watch what you eat, Okay. And, you know, you would be, your children, you're more active, you'll be less likely to be fat. Although some children can be very chubby. But as adults, you have more responsibilities. You'll be more, you know, stressed out, more likely of getting things such as depression, which may cause you to stress you. And you see food as comfort. Yes. Yeah. You gain weight and all this. And especially jobs, like just sitting in offices all day, you don't get as much exercise. Yeah. than you do when you're at a children going to recess, running around. Like, even at school, now you mentioned, like, school, um, the children actually have a time for eating. Like, what, 12, they start eating, and they have snack time. So it's more supervised than adults. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. According to the prevalence of obesity among adults in the United States, 2011 to 2014, 
the in 2011 through 2014, the prevalence of obesity was just over 36% in adults and 17% in youth, meaning that it was higher in adults. So, so that supports the fact that adults... 17% in youth, so that's almost like double the number. Yeah. Which I would think, like... I mean, I know, I know some kids are capable of getting obesity, but, like, I'm not really under, like, understand, like, what their situation would be for them to gain enough weight to become obese. What do you think would these children have to do to actually become obese? Cause... I guess just fall under the influence of, like, parents who are already obese, because there's some parents that can, like, feed them as much as they're feeding themselves. Mm -hmm. So some things That's right. more, yeah. And also things... Things now with new technology, we get more video games, which can cause kids to be less active. Like my nephews at home, mm -hmm. really, if they're not outside, all they want to do inside is get on their parents' phone and watch videos. I try to tell them my phone's dead, so they go to their parents, you know? Yeah. Do you have any kids at home like that? Yeah, no, yeah, my little brother. He's always on his phone? Yeah. But actually, nationally, 14%. Of these children were obese, according to the most recent 2014 data, down from 15.9 percent in 2010. So, so actually, it has decreased. It's decreased a little bit. Even with the technology and stuff like that, I feel like still kids get outside time. They get recess, like you said. That's physical activity. Okay. Sometimes my little brother goes out, goes outside and plays. He plays for hours. You know what I'm saying? Like off calories like that so and it's not only during recess like in high school we have pe classes for kids actually no but pe is only for one year one year but there's also athletics track okay. there's all these other kind of as curricular activities okay so and according to the same article that we we're just talking about Obesity, it states that obesity was higher in women by 38% than in men, compared to 34% among, and among all youth, no difference was seen by sex. So not only is, not only is age an, an issue with obesity, it's also sex. You know, gender, yeah, because according to this chart being presented, it shows that women, it like breaks it apart, so women 20 and over were 38%. And then men 20 and over were only 34%. And compared to even aged over here, over men 16 and over were 34.9%. And women 16 and over were 38.8%. So, so it seems like as people in their youth, they're less likely to get obesity. But then as they grow up and they get towards more towards the middle ages, they have a higher chance of becoming obese as they get elderly. They start to have a lower chance of becoming obese. It looks like that, yeah. But in women, I guess since women, as you said earlier, they're more sensitive, so they can be more prone to, to things like stress eating, which I think you yourself has been a victim sometimes of stress eating. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Who doesn't like that? Why do you, can you explain, like, what causes you to do that? Or? No, it's just nervousness, it, stuff like that. It just it distracts you? from yeah. issues okay that makes sense that makes sense all right so now what's so funny <laughs> it's okay it's okay so now we, we can talk about that obesity is not only hereditary and has to do with age but also has to do with environment social classes and physical activity so 
things like things like Latino neighborhoods. So Latino neighborhoods can be considered more of a lower social class. So they might not be able to afford things such as bus rides to school. Other words, in other words, they would have to walk to school. Yeah, because according to a study done in Austin, Texas, it showed that low-income majority Latino neighborhoods were more walkable than high-income, meaning that they're burning off more calories just walking and going. And even just walking, that could lead up time to time losing calories over just taking the bus to school every single every single day. Yeah, I feel like surroundings should definitely be taken into a larger consideration when investigating obesity. So as well, not only when it comes to traveling to school, but even after school, if you're, let's take into account, if you're a lower social class, you, you, can't, you can't afford things like video games and such, so you have to find your own entertainment, which playing outside, the lights just turned off in the library, like kind of scary, but which like playing outside, you could also, physical activity leads to burning calories like that. Whereas a higher social class youth with more, more activities to do, such as play video games and all these other things might lead to not burning as much calories as other social classes. So it's also important in schools, it's also important in the school's job to make sure they're, they support active students and schools with richer active environments, including basketballs and, and other activities. But not, it doesn't always have to be about the physical activity, but it also could be more about the diets. Okay. Cause sometimes if you when you go to school you might see that one kid that's grabbing like three bags of chips and nothing else. Cause I have more money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. But oh. <laughs> that's also a bad diet. So I, in my opinion, I think schools should monitor more diets. Cause I know sometimes when you try to get a meal, they tell you, oh, also get these these raisins mm-hmm. on the side. So they kind they support healthy diets, but not as much as they should. Okay, yeah, that's true. So I also wanted to talk to you about this this kind of, it's, it's sort of a treatment where you would inject yourself with these hormones that would make you feel like your appetite, you have less appetite with the less amount of food you're eating. So essentially you would give someone less food than they usually eat and they would feel full. This could this could help increase their decrease their calories that they consume, which could also help with their obesity problem. Yeah, it could. Another presented solution would be fecal microbiota transplant. This transplant just what it basically is is they inject healthy feces into well a feces from a leaner person to an obese person and this feces will basically produce healthy bacteria inside of the obesity person's stomach making them leaner so essentially the bacteria would would eat off all the bad bacteria that causes them to gain more weight oh, yeah which is it's called c diff by the way and <coughs> so those are just some those are just some innovative ideas for this a solution to obesity and there's also this one article from the washington post by tamar haspel it's six ideas for curbing our obesity epidemic and then it includes six basically overall ideas essentially about how how she thinks we could change the decrease the ratings of obesity 
one that I that I saw that was very interesting was taxes because it, it was already experimented in Mexico before where they would put tax on a tax on higher calorie based foods, which in their study showed a decrease in purchase of them. But the only problem with that with that problem the only problem with that solution would be that there's no way to show to tell if the people are actually eating the food and not just buying it. True, you're right. But also, education really does play a huge part because you need to teach kids how to cook and how to cook healthy and stuff like that. And enforcing them at a, that at a young age will in, influence them in like their preteens, their like midlife and stuff like that. So I feel like that's that plays a really huge part in it. Some, there's some more ideas in here, like physical activity which of course is just the overall exercise. And it should, really it talks about starting off at a young age. So you would be more used to it when you're, when you grow older, as opposed to, as opposed to you not exercising at a young age. And then you just become used to, you know, being obese. Yeah. Is that Another, one of the other ideas is going to be the last one for today. It's called reforms to snap. So if I read directly from here, it says the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly known as food stamps, has few limits on what recipients can buy. Kali would eliminate the, the SNAP program from the same high-calorie, zero-nutrient foods he liked to tax. So essentially, I think this idea is just based on... Giving food stamps only for healthy foods. Is that what this is? So it's kind of, a, it's kind of like a stamp on foods that like like a, a certificate like a certificate of authenticity kind of but for healthy foods so you know that that food is healthy and you know that it will help you improve that's kind of that kind of relates that almost value, right? yeah that kind of relates almost to food labeling which you know it, you can see how much calories and what how much calories each food item is but the issue with that is i don't think people really pay as much attention to it as in terms of what they think is healthy in their heads. No, yeah. Like if an apple is healthy, but it probably has more more calories than other other items. Yeah, In conclusion, obesity can only be caused by overeating, but also can be caused by the place you live, your social status, your gender, and how old you are. As we've seen today, obesity is not only you being overweight, but can also lead to more serious problems such as cancer, and heart, disease, heart diseases and also diabetes. and diabetes. This concludes our segment in obesity. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate your attention. We hope you enjoyed and have an amazing day.